Welcome to the awesome pod makes you are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema." Today I'll be talking about Marvel Studios What If season 2 episode 5. To quote Guillermo del Toro, animation is cinema. This episode's title is What if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? The episode is written by AC Bradley and directed by Brian Andrews. This is a follow-up episode of the last season's What if Captain Carter were the first Avenger. It's also a spin on Captain America the Winter Soldier. The episode begins with the Battle of New York during its climactic fight from the first Avengers movie. We see Wasp as one of the Avengers instead of Hulk and we see Captain Carter leading instead of Steve Rogers. AC Bradley took to Twitter and clarified, since Captain Carter was a woman and she was responsible for ending World War II, the feminist movement occurred immediately after the war. This had a ripple effect across society leading to more women shield agents, women heroes and women in positions of authority. Since Peggy wasn't around to be a founder of Shield, that responsibility fell on Hank, Janet, Bucky and Howard. All this led to Hope taking the mantle of Wasp much earlier. The Avengers assemble and the theme music plays. When Captain Carter is instructing the Avengers on how to fight the Chitauri, no man has issues taking her instructions. We even get a shot by shot recreation of Cap's shield giving Nat a boost. Captain Carter and Nat punch Loki because they feel he has a punchable face. The title sequence begins. We see the Watcher at the nexus of all realities repairing the shards of the prism that is the multiverse. The Watcher says how he's not a fan of doing sequels but Captain Carter is special. We get a flip on the jogging scene from Captain America the Winter Soldier in DC where Nat is jogging and Captain Carter arrives in a car to pick her up. Peggy and Nat go on a mission on Lemurian starship. Here they find the Hydra Stomper. Peggy is emotional seeing Steve alive. Nat says it's not Steve, more like RoboCop. Peggy hasn't seen RoboCop. Natasha mentions that they would rent it out. The Hydra Stomper shoots at Peggy and Nat and they run to take cover. I love the shot where Peggy rolls through the opening in the grill and Natasha leaps over. The Hydra Stomper ascends in the air. Peggy throws her shield at him and it knocks its helmet. The Hydra Stomper flies further above in the sky and shoots multiple shots at Peggy. This forces Peggy and Nat to jump into the ocean. Back at the base at the Triskelion, Peggy confronts Fury about Steve. Fury mentions that Rogers and Barnes formed a two-man army and destroyed every Hydra base on Earth until the last mission in Argentina in 1953 that claimed Steve's life. There have been rumors about the Hydra Stomper's survival since the 1960s. Nick Fury tries to reason with Peggy saying Steve may be responsible for some of the world's worst acts of terror. Peggy doesn't believe Steve would ever do that. Nat has a theory that Steve would if the red room was in control. Peggy is upset with Nat that she didn't share this piece of information with her. Obviously Nat was trying to protect Peggy's feelings. The tech op decodes the ship's transmission and finds a lead on Hydra Stomper's next mission. Peggy wants to lead the strike team and have a full medical crew on standby for Rogers. 
Fury wants Peggy to sit this one out. Peggy checks what's the Hydra Stomper's mission. The scene cuts to an exterior shot of Shield's Triskelion headquarters with Singh's voice, Secretary of State Barnes. I love such question-answer dialogue transitions. I could never write a TV show episode without it. We see an old Bucky Barnes in a meeting just like Robert Redford's character Alexander Pierce in Captain America the Winter Soldier. Bucky wants to do right by Sokovia because it's a country torn apart by civil war. He wants the aid packages to cover hospitals, schools and new roads. I was glad to see that Bucky Barnes got to lead a full life in some universe. Rumlow and team enter the meeting room to move Bucky to a secure location. Bucky may be old, but he's punched Nazis and shared a beer with aliens. He can very well handle himself. Beer with aliens? Does he mean Thor, Loki or Skrulls? The Hydra Stomper arrives and attacks Barnes. Peggy comes to the rescue and instructs Rumlow to get Barnes out of there. Nick Fury wants Natasha with the jet in the sky and do the right thing by shooting the Hydra Stomper. As Barnes is being taken away, he questions, who's in the suit? Peggy responds, it's Steve. Peggy and Barnes discuss what could be powering the suit since it can't be the Tesseract. Bucky thinks it could be a mix of plutonium and pomade. Peggy thinks she can break it then. The Hydra Stomper ascends through the staircase while Peggy jumps down using her shield as protection. They get to the lobby and the Hydra Stomper flies up in search of Barnes. The jets in the sky shoot at the Hydra Stomper. The Hydra Stomper finds Barnes. Nat's jet aims at the Hydra Stomper seeking Fury's permission to shoot. Peggy rushes to stop the shooting. Bucky gets up and stands in between Nat and the Hydra Stomper. Bucky says, Steve would be stupid enough to do the same for me. How can he not? Don't do anything stupid until I get back. How can I? You're taking all the stupid with you. Bucky tries to remind Steve of him and their friendship. The moment Bucky Barnes breathes a sigh of relief, the Hydra Stomper aims to shoot at him. In the nick of time, Peggy blocks Steve from shooting Barnes. Peggy fights the Hydra Stomper. It crashes through the ceilings of various floors of the Triskelion with Peggy. They fight in midair for a bit until the shield depowers the Hydra Stomper and it falls. Peggy grabs her shield and air dives towards Steve. They barely make it inside Nat's jet. Barnes watches from the glass window and wishes Scott a good luck. Nat lands the jet in St. Kilda, Scotland. Nat reveals that the suit is preserving Steve's looks, age and life. Peggy is sad to learn that Nat can't remove Steve from the Hydra Stomper suit. They'll have to wait and see who's in control when Steve wakes up. According to the readouts, with each activation, the odds of Steve's survival plummets. Nat suggests they go to Banner, if not Stark. Peggy says she doesn't have time for Stark and Banner to play mad scientists and experiment on Steve. So Bruce is there and still a science bro with Tony. AC Bradley also mentioned on Twitter that Tony and Bruce will always and forever be mad science bros. According to Peggy, since all governments are hunting Steve, the best case scenario is Steve will be stuck in a prison frozen in carbonite. Or Peggy has seen Star Wars and believes it to be true. Peggy decides to go to the Red Room to find Steve a cure. In this universe, Natasha has already killed the head of the Red Room. She stabbed him in the carotid artery with a corkscrew. 
The red room survived because its location is a secret. Yes, it's a flying machine above the clouds. Steve assures Peggy and Natasha that he can take them to the red room. Peggy believes him because he remembers he owes her a date. Steve takes Natasha and Peggy to the red room location. It's a Sokovian military base. It's a doom town. The KGB built it and the red room took over after the Kremlin abandoned it. It's similar to what we've seen in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Crystal Skull. Steve signals the Red Room saying he has mechanical issues and needs transport. When Peggy and Steve have a conversation at the gazebo, we hear the music of the song, It's Been a Long, Long Time. It's the same song that plays in the end scene of Avengers Endgame with Peggy and Steve dancing. Steve and Peggy discuss their experiences away from each other. As they are about to kiss, Peggy is hit with a widow bite. Steve and Peggy are surrounded by Doomtown's robots who start to fire at them. Steve and Peggy fight them off together. Nat joins in a little later. Steve powers down. Peggy rushes to his aid. Nat gets struck by widow bites. The robots even manage to put down Peggy with multiple widow bites, considering she's a super soldier. The red room appears in the sky, just like it was in the Black Widow movie. Peggy learns that Melina is in charge of the Red Room now, who's also Nat's adoptive mom. Melina is voiced by Rachel Weisz, just like in the Black Widow movie. The Red Room's mission was to get hold of Peggy Carter. Even in Russia, young girls dream of growing up to be like Captain Carter. All the widows in the Red Room have seen her movie. In this universe, they made a movie about Captain Carter, which was a musical. It's also a reference to Rogers the Musical. AC Bradley clarified on Twitter that Captain Carter's biopic was a musical, sadly not a Broadway play, not yet. The Hydra Stomper takes Peggy away and the widows fight Nat. Peggy fights the Hydra Stomper, reminding Steve that this is not him. Melina tells Ingrid to straighten her back just like she told Nat in the movie Black Widow. Melina tells the widows to aim for Nat's left knee. Nat damaged it in a bicycle incident in the third grade. Nat fights Melina, but she overpowers her, so Nat headbutts her. Peggy tells Steve that she doesn't want to fight him and drops her shield. She's been fighting for a long time to end the war, to forget what she lost. She's tired now. She wants to be with Steve. She wants him. She can't lose him again. Steve flies toward the Red Room to destroy it. Nat lassoes Melina's foot to the Hydra Stomper and she gets pulled away. The Red Room is destroyed and it falls to the ground. Peggy comes to Nat's rescue. The Watcher witnesses the destruction of the Red Room. The Watcher says, Not exactly a happy ending, but then again, this isn't the end of her story. Back at home, Nat inquires with Peggy if Stark is aware she's stealing his car. Peggy wants to go and save Steve. Nat wants to accompany Peggy in her search. As the Watcher claims to be a Watcher who sees all, observes all and knows all, he questions, what the hell is this? A red magic light appears and portals Peggy away. Nat tries to save Peggy and yells, Peggy, Peg, where are you? The Watcher responds, that's a good question. Peggy opens her eyes and finds Sir Nick Fury alongside Wanda Merlin. Sir Nick Fury seeks confirmation from Wanda Merlin if Captain Carter will save their queen. 
Wanda Merlin assures that Captain Carter will save their world. Peggy calls out to the Watcher for help. What an incredible episode. I love Hayley Atwell and her voice work. You can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts and Good Pods. If you like what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash awesome pod mix. Thanks for listening.